Well, you've been talking a little bit about the Metro East and some of the uh, restrictions that they're going to be facing now that they're uh, you got a restriction sent down by uh, Governor Pritzker over the weekend on a Sunday, and that starts tomorrow. State Representative Blaine Wilhauer is with us from the Middle East. Uh, Representative, good morning. And first of all, I, the, uh, your counterpart, uh, Senator Schimpf, certainly had uh, had a lot to say about what was going on down there. What are your thoughts about the governor's new restrictions? Yeah, obviously, you know, I've been very vocal. I've always had some issues on where he derived this power. I think that uh, the senator and I are probably on about the same page on that. But, you know, ultimately, I think that anybody who values the, the rule of law and, you know, our separation of powers and individual liberty should be should be really concerned about the power grab that's going on. Uh, by this governor that continues to go on. And, you know, there's a lot of lack of context and, you know, maybe outright deception in some of these numbers and the positivity ratings that they're using to justify this. How can we best uh, get to the bottom of that and clear up any possible questions about that? Uh, you raising that, you know, there could be some deception going on here. How do, how do you, as a lawmaker, uh, in normal times, uh, get to the bottom of these types of things? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I've said from the beginning when you're putting these, you know, draconian uh, laws or not even laws, rules in place, you got to have over the top transparency. We haven't really seen that from this this governor. It took forever for us to just get simple hospitalization data, which you know that and deaths are are probably the most important numbers. But relying on these positivity ratings, it doesn't always give an accurate reflection of what's actually going on on the ground. I think you need to drill deeper into these numbers and a lot of these health departments in our in our area have been a lot more transparent you know in terms of um who these positive cases are you know and what's the statistical level of of risk for the cases that are identified i know you know i'm my home base is the effingham area down here and you know we're kind of getting this we're in the red zone stuff and all of that because of the cases but when you drill down you know, probably 75 or 80 percent of these cases are, are people that statistically age wise are far outside of the risk category. So I think that's got to factor into the into the situation. And we got to look at the, the the hospitalization for this region four. you know, I've got Clinton County and, and Bond County, you know, according to IDPH, ER visits last week in Clinton County were zero. There's three people in the hospital in Clinton County. Bond County has 70 total positive cases since the beginning of this uh, pandemic. There's zero in the hospital. You know, I say so. I think that we've got to look at the the statistical risk of what, what we're seeing here, and we can't make arbitrary decisions based just on positivity rating. Representative, do you believe that uh, Chicago uh, only has a positivity rating of five uh, percent, uh, while you know the Metro East is looking at eight plus percent? I mean, how do you how do you square that up, considering that we've seen? I don't even know how many demonstrations of people getting together, uh, even over the weekend. Sure, uh, clashes of yeah, uh, you know peaceful don- demonstrations turning into riots almost. Right, that makes you uh, makes you wonder what's what's going on there for sure. But it's it's also you know an important fact that's not mentioned uh, too much is there's. Uh, there are hundreds of millions of dollars uh, flowing to these health departments for contact tracing. I know in some of my small counties, under 40,000 uh, people, they're getting a million dollars apiece almost for, for contact tracing. So, you know, pretty much when everybody that you're testing uh, – 
you you've got a you've got a higher likelihood of them being positive your rating is your rating is going to go up you know so i think that that has to be taken into consideration uh, on this too State Representative Blaine Wilhauer joins us with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. What do you say to uh, your Democratic colleagues in the Metro East area um, that I'm sure are probably going to be with the governor today when he arrives in East St. Louis? Um, you know, what do you say to, to, to them who really haven't spoken up about the need for transparency, really haven't spoken up about, uh, you know, pushing Speaker Madigan, uh, to call a, a special session or even to push for, uh, some of the committee chairmen, uh, who have oversight, uh, functions over the Department of Employment Security, the Department of Public Health, Education, and so on, all these different areas, uh, nursing homes where we've seen, uh, more mm-hmm. than half of the deaths involved with COVID-19. Uh, what, what's your message to your Democratic colleagues who just don't seem interested in calling for hearings? Yeah, it, that is uh, completely crazy. It, 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 the silence is, is absolutely deafening on this. There is a serious lack of um, urgency on the part of these uh, legislators. They're, they've got a supermajority. There's no reason that the governor should be you know, um, pushing through these draconian measures without the full legislature speaking on it. It's a, it's a, it's a complete um, dereliction of duty here. And, you know, I want to see these people um, actually start speaking and advocating for what the, what the effects of these lockdowns have on people, especially minorities, people that, that are underprivileged to begin with, you know the 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 long reaching the far reaching effects that this is going to have especially on those folks you know um if we're going to talk about the science we need to talk about the science all the way around we see deaths of despair on the rise suicide hotlines going crazy you know um domestic abuse all of this stuff you know so they they need to obviously um do their job at the end of the day, the we are a co-equal branch of government, and they need to recognize that. And um, that's that's the appropriate way to do things. You know, we're setting a terrible precedent moving moving forward, and um, you know, it, it's actually pretty scary. Representative, that's been a long frustration of Greg and mine about the fact that we're not looking at some of the other health metrics involved in this, the mental uh, aspect and the suicide. Why do you think that is? I mean, I know that suicide. Suicide rates, we're not going to see those for a couple of years. But why do you think the other metrics aren't being measured in that regard? I think that a lot of it is, honestly, it doesn't fit the, the political narrative that, is, that has been put out there. You know, these, uh, these politicians have gone to great measures to, to do these, you know, um, draconian lockdowns and, you know, put all of these regulations in place. They're so invested in that movement at this point, the any other science doesn't even it doesn't even get looked at. You know, like I said, we could look at the deaths of despair. You know, there's some very compelling um, stuff that's coming out there right now about uh, you know some of the uh, T cell crossover immunities and some of that some of that kind of stuff. There's a lot of things that we can and should be looking at but i've always said that you know these there's there's no way that these lockdowns can can work there's no scientific evidence or or data that that this this could work and in any you know science that we've seen pre-pandemic before this stuff was politicized um 
they they had always agreed on that on those kind of stuff. And so I think that they're so invested in the narrative. The narrative is, is is more important than you know the situation on the ground. Representative, we talked with the uh, Sangamon County Public Health Director today uh, earlier this morning, and um, when I asked about you know the hospitalizations and the treatments that are being implemented, I mean she she confirmed that there are some you know uh, medicines that are being used and it's working and. Uh, when do we get to the point where we're not having unilateral um, restrictions on? Has the governor made that clear? And are we just waiting for the federal government to say, hey, here's the go-to therapeutic that everybody should use? What, what's what's the holdup here? Yeah, that's always, that's a that's a huge frustration. You know, there is a serious lack of, of you know, what's the end game on, on all of this stuff? You know, I think the governor would say that, you know, we can't get out of his phase uh, or get into his phase five without a, a vaccination. Well, you know, I mean, if you look at the history of vaccinations for, for uh, viruses of this nature, it's a, you know, it's not cut and dry for sure. You know, they've been looking for an HIV vac- vaccination for, you know, 35, 40 years and, and haven't, haven't really found it. So, you know, that's a, that's a, um, that's a great question and one that doesn't get uh, answered, uh, you know, full, full enough. You know, are we going to be under these restrictions? Are we going to have to, you know, run around in masks and limit uh, crowd sizes until we, you know, uh, for you know i mean it could go on forever without a vaccination and even dr fauci has said the the vaccinations are 50 50 uh, proposition at this point we'll we'll hear more from the governor a little bit later on this afternoon when he uh, is in east st louis state representative blaine willhauer greatly appreciate you taking time this morning hey thanks a lot guys talk to you later